All right, I'm back. This is Ray being a voice, and we got to continue this discussion on the pandemic. Now, there was a lot of things that was not talked about previously, so I want to continue this and cover as much as I can for this episode. Now, this won't be the last discussion, so keep that in mind. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Some of the points I'm going to be making will require me to speak way off subject, only to circle back to continue my original points. Now, trust me, I do promise to stay the course with what I'm speaking on. So with that, it didn't take long to realize that, you know, the problems we had in 2020 and 2021, you know, as in the past, is the exact same problems we're facing in 2022. I mean, just a little over three weeks into the new year. Now, this pandemic has brought out every insecurity in just about every person in this country. And I really do believe that. Now, although... The insecurities was, was always there. But this pandemic, being a worldwide crisis that it is, was an opportunity for politicians to use this crisis to exploit the insecurities of everyone, I mean, whoever, in order to get votes. I mean, that's what it's all about. As far as the political side of things, to every politician, votes matter. Not black lives, not blue lives, as in the police. It's all about votes. Now, this is what it comes down to for politicians. It's always going to be about position and control. With that, you get power. So think about that. You get voted in. You now have position. From there, you do need the right people backing you, as well as just enough of the public support, 1% over half to be exact. Although Trump was elected over Hillary with less, just saying, but you will therefore have leverage and control. Now, once you have those things, you have power. Now, the way I explained that was oversimplified, but you, you get the point. But once all that happens, this allows them to carry out their actual agenda, whatever that may be. Just know that it's not their campaign. In fact, their campaigns and their agendas have very little to do with each other. Just answer this one question for yourself. What politician at any level been able to keep all their campaign promises? Not most, all campaign promises. Just keep in mind, when they're campaigning, they're promoting promises, vague promises at that. And at the end of every term, promises are always broken. Do you not notice that? And every time, we react as if we never saw it coming. Our reactions range from going on social media rants nowadays to wanting to take it to the streets to march and protest. That's what we do. Now, when it comes to an agenda of a politician, that's the actual to-do list, their real intentions. I just don't think it's meant for us as a people to know. This is why I say what I've said. If we always know the true agenda of every elected official, depending on what we deem as most unpopular, I really do believe that we will see even more people take their frustrations out on the streets, but on a deadlier level. Sometimes, just maybe, it's in our best interest that we're kept in the dark because the truth hurts. And as a people, we just don't do a good job of recognizing the truth when confronted with it. This country has gotten so comfortable with the lies and exaggerations, thanks to the media, of course, to the point where illusions and reality overlap. 
And I'll even go as far as saying this. The two are even looked at as being one and the same. And when we have enough people like that, it could be scary. And to be honest, it's already scary right now because it appears to me that more and more people's insecurities and anxieties, especially over the last two years, are growing exponentially by the day. I mean, people are just getting worse. And it's reality that's driving this. And as I speak, we got people who are making themselves sick to reality. And to make them feel better, we got to make up things, you know, create illusions just to give a sense of hope, false hope. I'll give you an example. You walk outside during the day, you know, the sky is blue. But then you have someone next to you who really doesn't like that. Hates the fact that the sky is actually blue, but loves the color green. So to help that person, you present a pair of shades or glasses that reflects green. So whenever this person looks up, the sky is now always green. And now this person no longer hates looking up at the sky. Of course, until the shades are taken off. So it's not like certain people don't know the reality of the sky being blue. They just don't want to accept it. So they put on those shades to mask it, you know, to cover up the real world. And when left on long enough, this is where the problem comes in. Some convince themselves to believe that the green sky is now the reality. Then they try and convince you to believe the same thing. So when you look at this way of thinking, and politicians sees this, all they got to do is tell these types of individuals, just enough of them, what they want to hear. And the politicians get what they want out of them, votes. So with this pandemic and everything going on, it's very difficult when it comes to planning along with how to go about handling this virus. Meaning you have the media and the politicians, the loudest voices, telling us to social distance, wear a mask once you leave your house, limit your traveling, and by the way, you better get vaccinated and be ready for multiple shots if necessary. Now, I'm, I'm doing all that. I'm following along with this. But I'm seeing a lot of folks doing the exact opposite of what they're telling us to do, following a totally different set of rules for themselves. And the hypocrisy is blatant. There's a reason why probably half of this country don't even take this virus very serious. And we have a lot of irresponsible figures in this country right now that we voted in. Politicians travel, come and go as they please. And a lot of them always get caught not social distancing and without a mask. And it doesn't matter the event. They're the ones who are helping to spread this virus just like everybody else, rather vaccinated or not. And you got to remember, even if you're vaccinated, one shot or multiple, you can still catch and spread this thing. And look, I'm not perfect. I am no exception. I go to the gym and I play basketball quite often. But I'm not going to tell the next person to stay away from the gym and quarantine so I can look righteous. Now what it is, I just don't respect the two different sets of rules that's being played. Rules for them and rules for us. But yet, we're supposed to have a common interest on how to handle this virus together. So how serious are we to take this pandemic crisis? I mean, does this even feel like a crisis to you as an individual? Now answer that for yourself. But I'm going to be honest. I'm still cautious, but I'm definitely not as afraid as I was two years ago. So the fear factor for me dropped significantly over time. 
So when I listen to other people speak on this pandemic, I have two main requirements. They have to have some kind of medical background, and I must feel that they're way smarter than me with way more knowledge on the subject. Now, that should be pretty straightforward, right? But the problem with what I just said is this. Most of, not all people, I hear speak on this pandemic I mean, every day who I would say is qualified to speak on this. I never met a day in my life. I only see them on the screen. Now, either on my television or my laptop. And if you ask how many medical professionals I speak to on a daily basis, that answer is none. In fact, since this pandemic started, I've only been in contact with four different medical professionals, as in somebody with some kind of medical background. And three out of the four were the ones who gave me my vaccination shots, all in 2021. And the only other time was when I went to get tested for COVID. Now, the results were negative, by the way, but still all in 2021. But it was during that time getting tested was when I decided to start asking questions. And I just asked a simple question, you know, exactly how do I catch this COVID virus? Now, I've been trying to figure this out. You know, is it airborne? Can it linger in the air for hours? Does six feet really work? Should it really be 10? I mean, I had a whole bunch of other questions too, but this nurse made it real simple for me, which I really appreciated. And I was just told you basically catch it just like you would catch a common cold, which is pretty straightforward stuff. You know, aside from that though, not washing your hands and face, not washing your dishes. You know, some people, they tend to use the same dishes without even rinsing. You know, simple stuff. But it does not take long for particles to collect and settle. Now, hopefully, you know, most of us take good enough care of ourselves and home environment. I say most of us. You know, I know it's a stretch saying that, but what about the public places we go to? Do we pay enough attention to what we touch in public places, even when we open and closing doors. You know, I do believe that a lot of us slip up when we're in public spaces. Now, public places anywhere are usually the dirtiest places, you know, when you really think about it. Just use any public restroom. Now, although some are somewhat decent, to be fair, but I'm pretty sure you had that one moment walking into a restroom and you felt like you needed to take a shower right after using it. And man, I hope you didn't have to use one of the stalls and don't say you was lacking toilet paper because you know you need half of that roll just to cover the toilet seat. And you know where I'm coming from. Now, some people just can't aim. And I'm not just talking number one. Whatever comes out of that person's body either hits the seat or hits the floor. Never in the middle. But whatever it is, please don't slip in it. I mean, look, some people are just nasty and careless. No politically correct way to say it. And I know we all have a bathroom horror story or two to tell, or three or four or five or six. But when it comes to public spaces like that, you can catch more than just COVID, you know, best to believe. But I'm going to tell you like this. Just like how you would take every precaution before even walking into one of those disgusting bathrooms, considering this COVID situation the world is facing, you should approach every public space the same way. And you should especially be on the lookout for the people within those public spaces. You know, I know it's not everybody. But you got to kind of treat it like it is, though, considering the situation. So how far should you even take being cautious in a public space? I mean, it's really up to you. But being outright careless is not the way to go. But there should just be a certain level of alertness. That's all. Now, going back to those terrible bathrooms. Pre-pandemic, 
back when things was normal. I've never seen anyone, even in the worst bathrooms I've ever seen, walk in with a mask on or walk in with gloves on or with a can of Lysol or even a, a bodysuit of some kind. I mean, folks just didn't bring such items in just to use the restroom, but there was still a level of alertness. Most people would wipe the toilet seat before sitting down. Some would wipe that toilet handle before flushing. And man, I hope I'm right about what I'm saying, because if what I'm saying sounds foreign, then nobody's wiping anything, we're in trouble. If we're not doing the simple things to stay sanitized, then this pandemic thing could be around for a very long time. Let's just be glad that this virus does not kill on contact, because if that was the situation. And I got some numbers written down right here. The current number of COVID cases worldwide since the beginning is at 348 million over a two-year period. If that was the death toll, we would already surpass the bubonic plague. And that wiped out between 75 and 200 million people over a seven-year period. Now, double-check the numbers on that because depending on the source you use, you're going to have uh, different numbers. So, But here in the U.S., we're currently at 71 million cases. If that was the death toll, it would have already wiped out over 20% of the entire population, including the U.S. president. So let's be glad we're not facing a situation like that. Now, let's go back to the 348 million cases worldwide. With that, 270 million, and I'm rounding up, actually recovered. It's said to be at a 98% recovery rate. But does this only include those who got vaccinated? Would this also include the unvaccinated who recovered on their own? You know, should that 98% be 99? Should it be less? I mean, who knows? But we do know that over 5.6 million people worldwide did die of COVID. But I'm going to have to say allegedly because case by case, we just don't know the complications of each person's death. An individual's medical records is not public. So on the outside looking in, we won't ever know the true numbers especially from other countries, but I'm leaving it at that. But speaking of other countries, it appears to me that we're starting to see a change in attitude toward this pandemic as a whole. Now we're starting to see more and more politicians speak out against mandates and wearing masks, pretty much calling for this pandemic to be reclassified as an endemic. And for those who don't know, an endemic does not mark the end of this COVID. You know, it does not go away, but epidemics, pandemics and endemics they all have distinct differences now let me further explain i'm explaining this to you the best way i can in my own words so just hear me out all right an epidemic to start off is that initial unexpected outbreak of something in a specific area now the outbreak itself could be anything it could be a virus it could be obesity even drug use now some of us should be familiar with the crack epidemic of the 80s and 90s you know as an example but its initial spread and reach is undetermined. So you got to kind of keep that in mind. Now, a pandemic is essentially an epidemic, but its spread and reach is exponential. So what that means is as long as that spread has a consistent increase in numbers, you have a pandemic pretty much. Now, its spread doesn't stop, so it could reach end to end, meaning it can cover entire cities, states, countries, even the entire globe if it's not stopped. So with this COVID-19 we're facing right now, as long as we have a constant rise in cases reaching new places, this will continue to be a pandemic. Now an endemic 
is the end result spread of whatever, but it's still present and still lingering. Now its reach has boundaries and limits only to a particular area. So when it does spread, the numbers can be predictable you know, due to its limits. This does not make it less dangerous, but the ability to control it is actually possible. Now that's really all there is to it, but I just wanted to explain those three differences just so we can have that understanding between the three. But I want y'all to listen to Prime Minister Boris Johnson of the UK and his call to end all COVID mandates. Just listen to this. We can return to Plan A in England and allow Plan B regulations to expire. As a result, from the start of Thursday next week, mandatory certification will end. Organisations can, of course, choose to use the NHS COVID pass voluntarily, but we will end the compulsory use of COVID status certification in England. From now on, the government is no longer asking people to work from home. And people should now speak to their employers about arrangements for returning to the office. And having looked at the data carefully, the Cabinet concluded that once regulations lapse, the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere. Mr Speaker, from, from tomorrow, from tomorrow we will no longer require face masks in classrooms and the Department, and the Department for Education will shortly remove national guidance uh, on their use in communal areas. In the country at large, we will continue to suggest the use of face coverings in enclosed or crowded spaces, particularly when you come into contact with people you don't normally meet, but we will trust the judgment of the British people and no longer criminalise anyone who chooses not to wear one. The Government will also ease restrictions further on visits to care homes, and my right hon. Friend, the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care will set out plans in the coming days. Mr Speaker, as we return to Plan A, the House will know that some measures still remain, including those on self-isolation. All right, so after hearing that, you know, especially for those of you hearing him for the first time, we can see that his stance was pretty clear. Although the motives behind his agenda can be questioned, you know, when you do a search on his name, go ahead and include Partygate next to it, just saying. But with what you just heard, it appears to me that more and more politicians are openly wanting things to go back to normal. I mean, besides the UK, you know, other countries are following suit. Just look at Spain. They appear to be in a similar situation, wanting to wave the flag and just live with this COVID like we do with the flu. Like we have a choice anyway, because again, we cannot destroy this thing. Always remember, no vaccination will make this virus disappear. Now, here in the U.S., the Supreme Court apparently blocked a mandate requiring large private businesses with over 100 employees to get vaccinated or present paperwork showing negative COVID test results weekly just to show up to work. Now, healthcare workers, by the way, they have no choice on this. Now, since that mandate didn't fall through, we now have politicians who are trying to encourage these same businesses to enforce their own COVID mandates on their employees. And I'm just going to say good luck with that because this can be a recipe for disaster, a mess. And I just wonder how many employees are going to make Kyrie Irving of the NBA proud by refusing to show up to work in order to not get vaccinated. Now, personally, I respect Kyrie for not backing down and maintaining his personal stance on not getting vaccinated. That's good for him. 
But as an NBA fan, I don't respect it at all. And because of the politics and all this, he already missed half the season. And he still can't play in any NBA home games. Now that's a waste of at least half of some NBA fan season tickets. Especially if he or she paid to see him specifically. But does that same NBA fan have the same leverage to refuse to show up to his or her 9-5? to And can afford to take off as much time as Kyrie Irving can from the NBA? Not every 9-5 to pay is equal. And I simply do not like those odds. I just don't. But this is what I'm going to say about us as a country when it comes to the pandemic we're facing right now. When it comes to us working with one another, putting our differences aside when it counts in order to face this crisis together, we failed miserably. The leadership we voted in throughout since this thing started in 2019 definitely failed. Now look, we pay more attention to the other problems we created for ourselves than the actual pandemic. I mean, really think about this. We put aside and ignored a whole crisis in order to have social justice movements, riots, assaults, and according to some, we even committed acts of terror by crashing the Capitol building on January 6th. And here's a newsflash. America just got invaded and attacked by the American people. All started by who? The leadership we voted in. Not Russia. Not China. And not to mention, we got certain corporations and social justice activists cashing in on everybody's ignorance. A crisis equal big dollars here in the U.S. if you didn't know that. And I don't know if this COVID supposed to be oppressing us or those Karens out there. And yet we got what? Seven point something billion people in this world? And by the end of it all, we'll have seven point something billion genders to figure out. Just, just know yours. Because that's the new epidemic. Maybe I'm wrong. But for this COVID-19, you tell me what it means to you among everything else. But y'all be careful out there. Get vaccinated if that's how you feel. But this is Ray, being a voice, and this discussion will continue.